The world of the eastern seaboard moves closer and closer to solstice, and while some may lament the darkness, the march back to spring has already begun. It's November 4th, 2021, the 308th day of the year. No significance is intended by mentioning this piece of information, but in a world where time appears to be rushing forward, it is good to mark time at the beginning of every installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. I'm your host, John Tubbs. On today's show, more details about the next phase of public housing redevelopment in Charlottesville, an overview of the Central Virginia Small Business Development Center, and an update on a plan to bring water from the James River to Zion Crossroads. Let's begin today with a Patreon-fueled shout-out. The Plant Northern Piedmont Natives campaign is an initiative that wants you to grow native plants in yards, farms, public spaces, and gardens in the Northern Piedmont. The leaves have started to fall as autumn has set in, and this is a good time to begin planning for the spring. Native plants provide habitat, food sources for wildlife, ecosystem resiliency in the face of climate change, and clean water. Start at the Plant Northern Piedmont Natives Facebook page and tell them that Lonnie Murray sent you. We begin the day with an announcement of something that's happening tomorrow. Charlottesville City Council will meet at 3 p.m. for an open meeting with the one-word topic of personnel. City Communications Director Brian Wheeler explained in an email to me that it will be a leadership announcement. What will happen? Leave your guess in the comments. There is a very close race in one of Louisa County's magisterial districts. In the Patrick Henry District, incumbent Fitzgerald Barnes has a one-vote lead over challenger William Woody Jr. Thanks to Tammy Purcell of Engage Louisa for that hat tip. Absentee ballots can be counted up until noon tomorrow. Employees at the University of Virginia Health System had a deadline of November 1st to get a COVID vaccine. Wendy Horton is the CEO of the UVA Health System. At this point today, we are at 98.4% fully vaccinated or exempt as a health system, and this includes UVA Community Health um, as well. That leaves 173 health system employees who will either resign or be terminated for noncompliance. Horton said that includes 83 people who directly work with patients, and that number includes 43 registered numbers. People who refuse the vaccine will be suspended without pay for a certain period of time for reflection. Those with approved medical exemptions must have a COVID test each week. Today, the Virginia Department of Health reported 1,494 new cases, and the 7-day percent positive rate dropped to 5.4%. Another 69 deaths have been reported statewide since Tuesday. The Blue Ridge Health District reported 58 new cases today. The percent positivity in the district is 5.1%. Yesterday, the city of Charlottesville held a public meeting for the next phase of redevelopment for the Charlottesville Redevelopment and Housing Authority. Carrie Rainey is an urban planner in the city's Department of Neighborhood Development Services. What we're looking at right now is a final site plan for what is currently a buy right project um, to build a new apartment building with um, under structured parking 
at 715 6th Street Southeast. Riverbend Development is working with the CRHA on the project, continuing a partnership that has also included Crescent Halls and the two phases at South 1st Street. CRHA has a new redevelopment coordinator in Brandon Collins, formerly with the Public Housing Association of Residents. Our uh, resident planners at 6th Street have been working diligently on this plan, and uh, I think it really reflects uh, CRHA's approach to resident-led planning, uh, and we're confident that this is uh, the best use of the site. The project is at the corner of Monticello Avenue and 6th Street Southeast. Six of the existing townhouse units will be removed in this first phase at this property. Ashley Davies is vice president at Riverbend Development. The reason we're taking this approach is because we want to um, ensure uh, we have a, a promise and a priority to the residents of public housing that no one will get displaced through um, the redevelopment process. In all of these redevelopment projects, the land will continue to be owned by CRHA, but the actual structure will be owned by a nonprofit holding company connected to CRHA. The height of the building has not been finalized. It's going to be a three or four story building. Um, we're still working with the resident planners to um, determine the exact height of the building and number of units, but um, for now, uh, the site plan shows this as a three-story building and 39 units. The current zoning is downtown extended, which would allow for that height. There would be at least 40 parking spaces in a structure beneath the building. The goal is to get the site plan approved in order to help qualify an application for low-income housing tax credits from the entity formerly known as the Virginia Housing Development Authority. Davies said a master plan is in development for the entire four-acre site, but there is no timeline for how that will proceed. Those conversations are just beginning to kind of understand what the overall needs are for that area. Comments brought up during the site plan conference included questions about landscaping, parking requirements, and pedestrian safety. It's also important to note that the community garden, maintained and operated by the Urban Agricultural Collective, will be removed to make way for the new units. NDS staff will make comments on the site plan and submit those back to the development team later this month. You're listening to Charlottesville Community Engagement. Now it's time for the second of two Patreon-fueled shoutouts. Do you suffer from classical music insecurity complex? That is, you like classical music you hear, but you feel intimidated by all the stuffy etiquette, specialized knowledge. Well, suffer no more. WTJU is hosting Classical Listening Parties, a series of four free, casual events on Tuesdays in November. These four events are led by Chelsea Holt, a pianist, teacher, and one of WTJU's newest and youngest classical announcers. Chelsea will guide you through all of the eras of classical music beginning on Tuesday, November 9th at 7 p.m. The topic is Early and Baroque. For a list of the others, visit WTJU.net to learn more and sign up. Two segments today from something that I don't believe I've covered much of, which is the Louisa County Board of Supervisors. 
the seven-member body got an update on Monday on the water supply plan for Zion Crossroads, but they also got a pitch from the Central Virginia Small Business Development Center, or CVSBDC. The entity is partially funded by the Small Business Administration. Greg Durazio is the assistant director of the organization. We're funded by the SBA and the localities that we serve uh, to provide business advising services to individual localities. The CVSBDC covers 10 counties stretching from Nelson County to Culpeper County from its headquarters in Charlottesville. The idea is to level the playing field for small businesses through counseling. We have access to research uh, and um, resources, including capital, um, access to technical experts. Last year, the Charlottesville Investment Collaborative became the Small Business Center's fiscal partner. The microloan program is one of the best ways for small businesses to get capital that a lot of folks don't really know about. Last year, during the pandemic, the Small Business Center provided more than double the number of hours of working with clients, from around 2,200 hours the year before to over 5,000. That's in part because of the transition to virtual meetings. When we're talking about that client service time, that's that's one-on-one with a business owner. We're really helping them figure out what is the problem they're facing right now, what is the what are the decisions they need to make, and what do we need to do to help them get the resources they need to make good decisions about their business and continue to grow and move forward. Durazio was before the Louisa Board of Supervisors to ask for referrals for potential businesses, as well as $21,249 in funding for the next fiscal year. That decision will come during the budget cycle. The Louisa Board of Supervisors also got an update on progress to build a water line from the James River to Zion Crossroads. Louisa and Fluvanna are both members of the James River Water Authority, an entity that exists for the purpose of bringing water to the urbanized areas in those counties. The U.S. Army Corps of Engineers must grant a permit for the project, and the James River Water Authority was about to submit one that included an intake at the site of Rossowek, an important site in the history of the Monacan Indian nation. Justin Curtis is with Aqualaw, a firm hired to prepare and submit the permit. At our request, that application has been put on hold while we evaluate an alternative site uh, a couple miles up the river. We're doing that in coordination with the Virginia Department of Historic Resources, VDHR, uh, as well as the Monacan Indian Nation. Curtis said the decision point for the James River Water Authority will be whether to pursue the alternative or proceed with the Rossowek site. That decision could come in December or January after more information is available. The Rossowek site was selected in 2013, and two of three required permits had been granted. And all of the planning work to complete the permit had been conducted. That site had been selected because it was the shortest, it was the least expensive. Uh, It followed a bunch of existing utility corridors and lines, which is a a utility siting 101. Um, Fewest number of landowners uh, affected, and it had the right water quantity and quality we needed, uh, or GRWA needed to, to meet our needs. Curtis said the Monacans had been consulted, but their stance changed as the granting of the permit drew closer. The federal government recognized the tribe in January of 2018. Now to get the final permit we needed from the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers, uh, we have to go through this process where we have to uh, mitigate any uh, impacts to historical or cultural resources, and that involves consultation with the tribes and and certain other agencies. And um, that, uh, that added a lot of time and expense to the regulatory process. 
Curtis said Alternative 1C, also known as the Forsyth site, is the preferred site for the Monacans. And we ended up reaching an agreement, which was memorialized in writing uh, in January of this year. And uh, what we had come to an agreement on is if Jared W. Way went and did a, uh, a new archaeological study of that, uh, that alternative site, and that study did not find any evidence of uh, buried human remains, historical, um, uh, historical burial sites, then the Monacans would not oppose the project and they would, act, they would support the project and help us work through the, the remainder of the permitting process. The first phase was completed in August, and while historical materials were found, none of them were human remains. The second phase started on Monday and will be concluded the week of December 6th. The results will be discussed at the next meeting of the James River Water Authority on December 8th. And that's it for this installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement. More information about the world you live in, or at least the next neighborhood over. I'm Sean Tubbs, the host of the program. Really grateful for everybody who is supporting. You've heard this all by now. Uh, you know, you've heard a little bit about the idea that Ting, you know, the internet company Ting, they will match your Substack donation. So if you subscribe to Substack, that's an extra $5 a month, $50 a year, or $200 from, for this company that I do, Town Crier Productions. I really should consult the CBS BDC, perhaps on my new Scrapple company? In any case, uh, something else about Ting real quick. Uh, in addition to matching your Substack subscription, they uh, you can sign up for a link in the newsletter. Uh, and if you want to potentially see if you can get Ting through, you can enter your address and see if it's available where you are. And if you do decide to proceed to make a switch, you will get free installation, a second month of Ting service for free, and a $75 gift card to the downtown mall. You can find out about that in a link in the newsletter. And uh, that's something that could be maybe maybe beneficial for you. I'm not sure. But what is beneficial for me is to get going with another installment of Charlottesville Community Engagement is coming. And of course, if you do subscribe to Substack, you do get some things in advance. Um, one of them is a roundup and a preview of what might be coming forward in 2022. Uh, that's something that's going to go out either later on this evening or tomorrow morning. Uh, I am hard at work every single day to bring you this information. And thank you so much for listening to it or for sending it on to somebody else. I'm Sean Tubbs. I'll be back in the near future with another installment. In the meantime, stay safe out there and stay warm. And stay in the light. Stay in the light.